I didn't like the movie. <laughs> I liked the movie so much. I literally, there was a moment as I was writing my notes, I was writing like something grumpy and I'm like, Tara's going to really like this movie, huh? <laughs> I'm going to come in and like dump on the party. No, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I want to be clear. Like it just like made me angry. Because <laughs> it makes no goddamn sense. I was just so frustrated. I, I also watched it in like many parts throughout oh, my work so day today. Worse. <laughs> and like in the middle of like doing laundry and like running errands and like oh, working boy. and I was like fuck this movie because <laughs> it's the most confusing thing I've ever seen it was confusing and I hated the main character he was so annoying I couldn't stand him and it's Who, a movie Mike? yeah I hated him <laughs> I'm fair and it's a movie about him Tara his whole <laughs> you laying down on the couch <laughs> I was like it was like it was like can you tell I'm really okay after that? That was like giving like, you know, like how in the cartoons someone lays out on the long couch by the therapist. <laughs> like, well, it all began when they were having sex in a graveyard. Exactly. You were like, and the whole movie's about this guy. No, here's the thing is that like you hating this movie does not change. I, I think that's I think that's great for us. I think this will be a funny episode because I was angry the whole time I was watching this movie. <laughs> Because, like, okay, to be frank, like, watching it, I could see a version of myself that likes this movie. You know, like, if I was having, like, a really good day and, like, hanging out with friends and drinking some beers, I would be like, this movie rocks. But I was like, today, I hate this. (laughs) That's so fair. That was, like, me with the others. I was, like, very grumpy about the others when we watched the others. Like, for no real reason. I was like, there's a set of circumstances in which I would really enjoy this movie and this is not it. Listen, remember when I tried to force you to watch Twin Peaks and that didn't I go I hated great? Twin Peaks the first time and I now watched you love it. Twin Peaks. So maybe it just next depends. time we see each other, we'll get drunk and watch this stupid We can watch all of them. There's like four, yes, I think. I know there's so many. Because they're all on Shudder right now. Oh, dude. Oh, I watched this on Tubi. I'm silly. That's I okay. will say I got some of the weirdest ads I've ever seen and I'm very excited to talk about them. <laughs> Did you get the Greta Van Fleet Ram ad? No, I didn't. I'm like, I like I don't that. watch TV, so I don't know when I think I'll happen upon it. But I'm just waiting for the I day. I see it so bad. Should we talk about it? Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't know what happened in this movie. Let's go. Me neither. Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Tara, and I'm Riley, and we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time, as determined by the Bravo TV Network in the year 2004. And the movie with the 25th scariest movie moment of all time is Phantasm from 1979, directed by Don Coscarelli. 1979 is a big year for this fucking list. Big year for everyone, truly. Truly. Especially these fucking guys. This was a movie. (laughs) This is one of the movies of all time. (laughs) Oh my god. What is this movie? What is it? What's it about? What happens? (laughs) This is a complete fever dream. There is no plot. It is my favorite thing in the world right now. I I feel like that man who like stood up after the Bo is Afraid screening being like, what was that? Why are you clapping? What happened? Like, that's what I feel like. (laughs) He like yelled at people for clapping. He was like, no, that wasn't good. (laughs) <laughs> that so this is that's us though i'm clapping and yeah. you're saying why isn't why, like, was why that? are you clapping what happened i feel like we haven't been on like this opposite sides of the spectrum <laughs> in a while and i'm thrilled what was it 
<laughs> because like all I do is make fun of this movie in my notes, to be fair. I just try to figure out what is happening minute to minute. Oh, do you want to just make fun about me? Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, I was being mean to the character Reg because when he starts acting, it is garbage. I'm so sorry to that man. By the end of the movie, I was in love with him. It make he is probably like the best character, but it I makes it so confusing. How old are these people? I have no goddamn idea. This kid is 13, his brother's best friend is 45. What's going on? <laughs> No, he does look, well, he looks, especially at the end, he looks way older than he does for most of the action of the movie. I was so confused. He looks so old. And because he's an ice cream man, like he was talking about the kids getting out of school. And I was like, you mean your kids? Like you're a father of five. (laughs) Yeah, I think the Reg being an ice cream man surprise was maybe the best I've ever felt in my life. He literally looks like the ice cream man from the movie Ice Cream Man. Like it was so distracting. Oh, my God. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm on the Reg stand train. Um, we open with, like, the most unsettling opening music. It's, like, so <laughs> loud and unrelenting. I was like, I don't feel good or okay at all right now. The music is really good in this movie. It's I like it. such good music. I think that was my scary. Honestly, like, my scariest moment was just anytime like, the score was going. It was giving goosebumps. Mm. Do, do, I was thinking that do, one. Do. <laughs> Have you seen that one? It's the person on the... Um, it's like a vine and they're like pretending to play the piano and they're going like this. <laughs> it was giving that. God, I love this stupid movie. Okay. So crazy music. And then immediately, uh oh, don't fuck. People are fucking in a graveyard. In a graveyard. And like, maybe I just don't know about sex, but they're not moving. It's like very, I don't know. Like it was very like slow and like, te- it seems like they're like, done like the the yeah, event maybe. has happened and they're like they're, they're just coming chilling. down you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i might cut that that's embarrassing of me but they're like chilling and they're like oh like wow and then she like importantly is like oh tommy and he's like babe that was great and then she whips out a knife and stabs him to death boom we're like two minutes in <laughs> yeah she stabs him and then tommy looks up and the girl in the purple dress has turned into an old man <laughs> Ooh. I really, my notes say this movie's fucking weird i was yeah. i was over it immediately i was like <laughs> i don't care <laughs> i went whoa huh Morning side. <laughs> because like, so grumpy. There's like the most choppy, abrupt editing. It's like we're in yeah. the graveyard. The lady turns <laughs> into a man. And then it's like daytime again. And we're at. Well, we don't know what Morningside is at first because it's just like a little archway outdoors of somewhere. And then there's these two guys and they walk into frame from like opposite sides like from the right <laughs> and left. And they're like, Jody. Hey, Reg. And they're like, so Tommy's gone, huh? can't believe he killed himself and i'm like whoa 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 like i don't know much about much but like killing oneself via stabbing i know is at least uncommon yeah like and like he's gotta have multiple stab wounds right what do they think he did that like can't be the first thing you think happened I, I I don't understand. <laughs> I wrote, killed himself with a dagger. Also, how old are they? <laughs> Literally. Everything is so unclear all the time. They have like this weird stilted conversation. And then Jody, the guy with the shorter hair, goes, I'm going to go see someone. 
We I find out it's his stuff. dead parents who Reg would have to know about because he and Tommy and Jody were three best friends. Because mm-hmm. Reg goes, what a way to end a trio. And I said, what? I guess we can't <laughs> be friends anymore. Exactly. So um, Tommy has put on his best funeral tap shoes to walk through this mausoleum. Dude, oh, my the God. The clickety clackety. The the Foley artist had a fucking field day <laughs> with this shit. The Foley artist had like the Squidward tentacle legs on from the SpongeBob musical and was tap dancing. <laughs> he's like, you know, like the flap, like da da da. He's like through the whole, like the whole thing is made of marble. Oh my god! You know how people walk. Exactly. Um, and then the captions say strange warbling. This noise happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like it's a it's a very creepy, unsettling noise. Yes. I, I called it like chittering. Is what it sounds like yes. to me. It's like I think that's a good. You know. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. So Jody is horrifically underreacting to like this incredibly <laughs> weird noise inside the morgue where his parents are buried. Like I don't think this man even blinks about it. He's just like. Nobody cares about shit. Nobody cares about dick all in this movie. No, they really don't. And so many significant things happen. And people are just like, hmm. Yeah, literally. They're just like, huh? Not even. They don't even know. Not even. I think the one time anybody reacts, it's that time when Mike runs screaming through the graveyard while his brother's trying to fuck that lady. (laughs) He's always running and screaming. I hate that kid. No, his, his whole personality is it. just like, don't follow me. And he's like, I'm going to follow him. This fucking kid is so creepy. All he does is follow his brother everywhere he goes. It's so fucking weird. He'll specifically be like, hey, don't follow me. And it's like two seconds later, he's like trotting along behind him. It's so creepy. Get a life. Do something else. Go to school. I know. Kiss a girl. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, sorry, I got way ahead. <laughs> no, it's so okay. So we're in the mausoleum where uh, Jody is tap dancing, straight faced throughout the whole place, and then he walks up to this like one little, you know how like those little square coffin slots. Excuse yeah. me, Jesus. Um, and he sees one that says Pearson, and it says Jody and Anne. And at first, I was like, "Is this guy dead?" But it says Jody Senior. Well, so <laughs> parents. Um. Which they name drop later anyway. And I'm like, why are we being secretive? This is not important. It's not at all. It's just it like literally to explain why they don't have parents around. Exactly. Why they are ungoverned. So, you know, some weird stuff has been happening. There is now a child dirt biking through a graveyard. The bane of my existence is fucking kid. I hate him. Yeah, it's the main character, Michael. Mike. <laughs> it's the main character. Like, why is he motorcycling through the whole graveyard? Relax. He is just, like, cruising around this graveyard. Oh, we hear the creepy chittering noise again. Um, and then Mike sees, like, what appears to be a small hooded figure just, like, ducking behind uh, headstones. And you'll just see, like, a flash of cape, and then it'll, like, hide behind another headstone. That was kind of scary. Those things are Jawas from Star Wars. I'm fucking yeah. telling you. Yeah. Tiny little things with hoods and like little lighty eyes. That's a Jawa, baby. It is. That's what I call it the whole time. I kept like, because I didn't like calling them dwarves because that doesn't yeah. feel kind. But it I guess that's not. like the name of the creature. That is the know? name of the creature. And not in like the dwarfism sense. No, but like in like the magical. I, I'm so sorry. I will be calling them Jawas. Go for it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Um, 
But okay, so we're in the mausoleum, and now the Jawas are running around in the mausoleum, or presumably there may only be one, it's unclear. (laughs) And suddenly, this very tall guy, who appeared when the sex lady was killing Tommy, pops up behind Jody, and he's like, the funeral is about to begin, sir! (laughs) Very normal, good job, not being weird or creepy at all. So normal. But Jody underreacts, as always, he's like, alright, sir. I'm like, okay, you're not creeped out a little bit by this, because I think you maybe should be. So the funeral begins. It's an open casket funeral, which is alarming to see. Um, And Jody's like, I'm glad my brother's not here on account of our parents are dead. And he freaked out (laughs) about that. (laughs) Gee, I wonder why. It's like, yeah, good thing your little brother didn't ride his motorcycle to this funeral to watch it from the bushes or anything like that. Yeah, smash cut to Mike doing his favorite activity, being a fucking creep. (laughs) He's like got little binoculars. He's hiding in a bush watching the pallbearers carry the casket to the gravesite. Like so awkwardly, by the way. Everything is bearing. They're just kind of hauling it out there. I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) They really want us to know how heavy this fucking casket is. This guy's stomach is in this big bag. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, this thing is 500 pounds. I'm like, I know coffins are heavy, but I don't think he looked that big. (laughs) Yeah. Tommy looked kind of small to me. I don't know. Um, I realize it's a a cut also, but it just looks like the world's shortest funeral. (laughs) It really does. It's like they're in there and they're like, damn, that guy died. And they're like, okay, we're outside now. And it's like only his two friends there. One of them exactly. is 20. One of them is 48. <laughs> my husband. Don't don't speak ill of my husband. My young, young, young <laughs> husband who drives an ice cream truck. My juvenile husband. My dead husband. <laughs> my dead husband. Sorry, I just listened to the seven episode. We're very funny. Yay. I like us. <laughs> um, but okay. So they all like put the coffin down and then like, I don't know, I guess Mike is looking around some more and then this fucking, okay, so this is the tall man from the description. I wasn't sure and so I was calling him like every other thing. I was like, the grave robber, because guess what he's going to (laughs) do? Rob that grave. Although is it grave robbing if the casket never makes it underground? (laughs) Exactly. That's a really good point. Body snatching. (laughs) Yeah. But hilariously, this guy pulls a Nosferatu and, like, is incredibly tall and then picks <laughs> up a coffin in one arm. Like, and, like he doesn't make daylight. it look effortless either. Like, it still <laughs> looks like it's kind of heavy. Yeah. Same with Nosferatu. That guy was flying back and forth all over He's the place. He's having some trouble. He really is. But it's supposed to be like, wow, a mystical, magical man can, like, lift the whole coffin by himself. I'm like, I don't know. It looks kind of hard. <laughs> So he like slaps it into like a hearse and drives off. No one notices. Right. Except for Michael. And what yeah. would you do after seeing something like that? You would go Absolutely to a palm nothing. reader? Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he does. Okay. Somebody <laughs> clearly read Dune. Yeah. 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 This is directly <laughs> ripped from Dune. Someone read Dune while they were working on this script and we're like, we got to flush out this movie. I have an idea. I'm going to take out a full, like, eight pages of Dune. <laughs> yeah, literally. So he rocks up to this fortune teller. And it's, well, it's also really funny. There's, like, a little <laughs> sign with a red hand, and then it's just a house. And they're playing all this scary-ass music. And then this little girl opens the door. She's like, hi, Michael. And he's like, hey, is your grandma home? <laughs> I want to talk like, to your grandma. <laughs> I want to talk to your grandma. But actually, grandma is creepy, creepy, spooky. There's, like, 800 <laughs> candles in her house. And she's, like, those tiny little blind mouse glasses, you know? She looks dead. I'm sorry. She does. <laughs> no, she's like in, she like, a died. wicker wheelchair, and she doesn't move or speak. Yeah, her granddaughter speaks for her. And I'm like, okay. 
they seem telepathically linked or the granddaughter is just like weakened at Bernie'sing her like yeah. grandma's fortune telling service. But she's like, oh, grandma says like, she's glad you're back. What's up? And he's like, I'm Jody's going to leave. And then we have a flashback, which I didn't understand was going on they at all. They do this all the fucking time. It would be like a flashback or a nightmare, but with like nothing to indicate that it's not like current events of the movie. No, not a goddamn thing. Because like suddenly he's like, oh yeah, Jordy. So, okay, hold on. So Michael is under a car, fixing yeah. the car that he drives all the time. He's 13. I know. And he's, also, he's 13 no years old. You can't drive. He and Jody like, don't let these men near vehicles. They drive no. like fucking maniacs. The number of cars that crash into poles and explode in this movie is insane. <laughs> At least two. Um, but Michael's under this car fixing it up. And uh, one of Some Jody's guy. fucking friends. I don't, oh, his name's Toby. Toby uh. rocks up and he's like, hey, heard about the funeral. And Jody's like, I want to leave my brother at my aunt's house and go away from him. And I'm like... You know he's two feet away under the car. What are I thought they like carjacking? <laughs> and he's like, man, he follows me everywhere. It's like he knows I'm gonna leave. I'm like, yeah, man, he can fucking hear you. He's right there, and you're yelling. <laughs> so funny. I can't comprehend this movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. What's going on? <laughs> Okay, that's the funniest thing that's that's ever happened to <laughs> anyone alive. That was so fucking funny and so stupid. He's like, yeah, he follows me everywhere. I sure will miss him. And I'm like, maybe don't leave your child brother alone with your aunt then. Like, take him with you. Yeah, he's I like, I'm know. raising the kid in this dead-end town and I hate it. I'm like, okay, this is great. Good he job. He hates this town. He's got to get out of this town. So now we're back at grandma's funeral uh, fortune telling <laughs> office or whatever. And she's like, or excuse me, her granddaughter is like, don't be scared. Um, Jody will take you with him. My grandma said, don't worry. Doesn't um, seem like it. <laughs> I know. And then like, oh my God. Hold on. Michael's like, and another thing. Oh yeah. He's like, you're not going to believe the shit I just saw. Um, which is that a man stole a whole coffin from a funeral and no one did anything. And then when Mike was driving his little dirt bike away, he got thrown off his bike by the tall man staring at him. I know, literally, like, don't let them near any vehicles. They're it's really die. funny. <laughs> he goes it's flying. So funny. He flies off. It bears. It has no bearing on the plot whatsoever. Grandma wants to play a game now. Well, then that's the scariest sentence to ever happen. What are yeah. you saying? Okay, jigsaw. Game. Shut up. And the game is that she's going to make a box appear out of thin fucking air. <laughs> He's like, whoa. They're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Literally. And so the, um, the, the little granddaughter is like, hey, put your hand in there. And he's like, what? No, what's in there? And she's like, do it, <laughs> bitch. And he's like, okay, fine. He puts it in there and he's like, ow, that hurts. Hey, ouch. And she goes, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. And she goes, don't fear. And he's like, okay. So he relaxes and then he's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Like when I say he goes, hey, this thing really hurts. Like no reaction. Like, like you were hey, giving him more ow. credit. <laughs> I really, I put a little more oomph say, behind it. It's like the most like monotone. He's like, huh, that hurts. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, what does it really? <laughs> you sure? 
And then she says, fear is the killer. That's what grandma <laughs> wants you to learn. Okay. Fear is the killer. Like, that's like when you're, stu- like when you're students. I've been subbing a lot lately. Can you tell? <laughs> but it's like when they're like, how do I paraphrase? And I'm like, change some of the words. And they take one word out. Yeah. <laughs> that is what happened here. Someone read Dune. Um, and then he takes his hand out of the box and she's like, anyway, that was all in your mind. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he leaves and the grandma just starts laughing. And then my notes say, I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, and you're right. You're like, like you're right too. I was over it upon like the cold open, and just got progressively more over it as the movie went on. I know it's so stupid. So now some girl is at Morningside. I think it's Grandma's granddaughter. I don't fucking know. It's not oh, gonna yeah, matter. Oh yeah, what the fuck was this? Right. <laughs> um, and it is now that we realize that Reg is a fucking ice cream man, and he drives in his little ice cream truck. Up to Jody and Mike's house, and Jody is playing the guitar on the porch, <laughs> and they just have a fucking jam sesh, and it's kind of everything. Jody is wearing a ridiculous hat. Reggie is <laughs> yeah. in his ice cream man uniform. They just like play a whole song uninterrupted. They kind of rock, but the scene is over and we move on. What was that for? What you was missed, that for? You missed a really important detail, which is that Reg goes, we're hot as love, you know? <laughs> we're hot as love. What was that for? Why did they do that? It was like a whole song. It was like three minutes. No. I, I Like, is that a Rolling Stones song? Is that why he has that Rolling Stones t-shirt on? I don't know, but he re-wears it. He wears it like a couple All times. Time. Throughout I the forgot movie. he had that fucking bowler hat on. That was <laughs> so funny. so stupid. The oh roundest, God, tannest bowler hat I've ever seen in my goddamn life. He's like drinking a Dos Equis and playing electric guitar on his Dos porch. Dos had to have paid for this fucking movie. <laughs> there were so... that I was literally, I was like, I have to have a beer when we record this because there were so many Dos Equis in this fucking so movie. So fucking many. Oh my God, this is such a niche moment from my life. Uh, so my mom was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and Meredith Vieira couldn't pronounce Dos Equis, so she asked to re-record the scene. It was really cool. That's really funny. How did she it was pronounce wild. it? She was like, Dos Equis. Okay, wait a minute. Can I take that again? <laughs> How do you say that? Dos Equis? Okay. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so fun. She was so nice. Okay. So Grandma Girl is inside the mausoleum where you wear tap shoes, um, and she opens a door, and she screams, and then Jody's at a bar. I wrote Ugh in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Jody's at Dune's Cantina, his favorite place to be. Dune. It's all he does. What, Dune? What do they do? He doesn't have a job. Michael doesn't go to school. He just follows Jody around all day. What do they do? Where do they I live? Is this what happens when you're orphaned? You just like wander around aimlessly? <laughs> I think they jack cars. I think that's what's going on. I think they're carjackers. I really do. How do they pay for their home? Like, why is a 13-year-old an established car mechanic? That's insane. Blood Brothers ending. <laughs> he literally... <laughs> so somehow Michael is like... He's like staked out in a building across the street. I don't know, man. Just like watching his brother at the bar, like pick up a girl. Yeah. Oh, girl in the purple, purple dress. dress lady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said, because I didn't like... There wasn't really enough time for me to register what she looked like or remembered, but I just remembered no. like purple eyeshadow, purple dress. Exactly. And, and so I was like, oh, girl from beginning me thinks. I just, I literally called her sex lady. So you had a better. <laughs> I called her purple girl. Purple girl. And I think that's a lot better of a choice, frankly. 
Um, okay. So they go to fucking the graveyard. because Michael her, follows because he's a favorite fucking thing. creep. Of course he does. Um, and hilariously, <sighs> she like pops out her tits. We get an extreme titty close up. <laughs> Second one of the movie. I'm we so bored of this. It's probably the same shot of her tits, honestly. It's got to be. Um, and then in the little bushes, Michael goes, wow. And then fucking <laughs> Jody goes, wow. Disgusting. Who is their dad? Owen Wilson. <laughs> and then Michael just watches his brother fuck. It's so weird. Like, don't watch that. Like, he's like taking his pants off. I'm like, don't get your brother's butt. Literally. Don't look it's at your brother's weird. bare butt, you creep. He's but such a okay. weirdo. The Jawas are here to save the day because they're like, what are you fucking doing? And they try to jump him. So he runs up, him being Michael, he runs out screaming. And then Jody's like, huh? And he gets up and he's like, hold on. That's my brother. I think he has problems. And he runs after him for a long time. Important to note that when Jody pops up, he has the girl's panties in his teeth. And he goes, what the heck? (laughs) God. I love this stupid fucking movie. And so he chased after Michael and Michael like breathlessly tries to explain what just happened. And Jody's like, you probably saw a gopher here. Take the keys and drive home. He's 13. Why is he driving? I could like, I couldn't tell you, but also he's no better a driver than Jody, who is an adult man. How do his feet reach the pedals? Oh my God. Yeah. He's only 13. It's so funny, though, because he's describing the Jawa and he's like, it was little and brown and low to the ground. And I was like, like a Jawa in Star Wars. It's 1979. You can make the comparison. Or a gopher. Exactly. In heat. Huh? Why does it have to be in heat, you freak? Um, Weirdos. So at home, Michael is having a nightmare and he dreams of the tall man. And it's like his bed in the graveyard and the tall man is standing there like looming over the bed and then two zombies pop out of the ground and like <laughs> flop over him. And it's like, it's his parents. I will say I do love the tall man. Like he's scary. He's great. He I creeps love him. me out. Oh, he's totally creepy. He's very tall. I meant to look up how tall that actor was. Oh yeah. But like the zombies popping out and flopping over the bed is like an, a fucking awesome visual. It's all backlit and shit. I love it. Yeah, it is because it like starts like close on him in the bed and then like widens out. You see the tall man, then like the hands pop out. It's cool. It's really cool. It's cool. Sorry, I'm Googling how tall this man was. No, I want to know. Tall man. I know his name is like Scrum or something. He's got a cool name. (laughs) The character of the actor. I I typed Shazam. This movie's called Phantasm. (laughs) You're pretty much there. This is not the Angus um, Scrim, not Scrum. Oh, that's everything. How tall was he? Oh, he was six four. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Which like is tall, but not like unreasonably so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so it's now time for Mike's favorite activity, um, which is not just being creepy, but specifically following his brother to that fucking bar again. And it's like the middle of the day. Like, not yeah. that I judge someone for having a beer in the daytime, but it's like, what are you? What do you do all day? He only it's like goes to the bar. Just there, go you somewhere were just else. There, he's in his Rolling Stones shirt again. <laughs> but instead of like staking out in his little like abandoned house or whatever, um, Michael goes into town and he buys a lollipop. It looks um, like they live in like old timey gold country, like literally <laughs> like planks and like what's the word? Not spittoon, saloon. God damn it! Hey, no, you got it. It's an old timey looking town. Um and. He, uh, he like, 
sees the uh, the tall man across the street, and the tall man is like looming behind Reg's ice cream truck, which is giving off like a lot of gas fumes. And the tall man like sniffs that shit up, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm like, is the tall man just like a guy in the town? Yeah, like, is he it just like be, a little weirdo? It would be hard not to notice him, and he's just like walking around. I'm like, why does nobody know who this is? He's like strutting too. He's walking like his arms Clickety are clacking. <laughs> Exactly. With his town-issued tap shoes. <sighs> Government regulation tap shoes. Okay. Uh, I'll let that go, except that I won't. I guess Jody drinks all day because it's nighttime now. And he's talking to the bartender and he's like, did you see that girl I left with yesterday? Like, did she ever come back? And he's like, no. Um, I think that's literally it. That's it. <laughs> Michael is now at home working on another car. Oh, I hated this. This was stupid. And there's another, like, <laughs> case of Dozeki up on the wall. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, there's, like, the, like, you know, yep. all that. The warbling. <laughs> the uh, Dalton High Warblers. I was going to say. Hey. Um, but the car starts moving around. And yeah. so Mike's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get further under there. No. And then it seems like, if I'm not mistaken, the car falls on him, right? Yeah. I wrote, oh, my God, he's dead. No, he's not. Shouldn't that crush him? How does he get out? That's the thing. Like, he looks stuck for a second, but then he slaps it. He's got a little hammer, like a ball-peen hammer, and he slaps it out onto Jody's toes and then just climbs out from under there like nothing happened. All of the scenes are nonsense in this nothing movie. Nothing makes any sense <laughs> at all. Which I guess maybe does make sense given the end of this movie. Yo, yes, you're so right. But just because it makes sense doesn't mean I enjoy watching it. No, this was like the first. Okay, so I saw Now You See Me 2 in theaters before I had ever seen Now You See Me. I swear I have a point. <laughs> I really started laughing. I just wasn't, and she's right. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the leap to Now You oh, See Me. Oh, hard, the hard left turn into Now You See Me. Um, but I saw it with my dad and I was like, that was fun. So I went and I like rented Now You See Me 1. And I watched it and I was like, this movie is stupid and doesn't make any sense. How could any of this have happened? And then at the end, they're like, here's how all this bullshit happened. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I watched it again, knowing how everything worked. And I was like, this movie fucking rocks. And now I'm a crazy person because I love those movies a lot. But this one's a cop out. It's not like a cool explanation. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I hate this kid. <laughs> he breaks his brother's toes, except no, he doesn't. And then he's like, there's Jawas in the garage. Like he's screaming at Jody. I'm like, shut up. But <laughs> I would leave like, you at your aunt's house too. <laughs> but Jody's like, I bet it was our disabled neighbor. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, it's fucking sucks. And then Michael is like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? And he goes up to his room and he straps a hunting knife to his leg. And then he like goes out exploring and i said spencer shea would never let this happen never you ever think about that night carly her brother's such a good dad that's so crazy it's so wild he was like our age raising a teenager i know raising a teenager like exceptionally well while being also a maniac (laughs) like being very emotionally available for his teenage sister um okay i then was uh at a commercial break and i saw the weirdest two commercials i've ever seen the first one is for what seems to be a reality show called Stars on Mars. I think Christopher Mintz Plass is in it. Is it there's real? No, there's no way, right? William Shatner is the host. They can't actually be on Mars, It has right? to be a bit. 
it's gotta it has to be like a sketch comedy show or i have no idea but they did not explain at or it's all like, like one of those like long form commercials you know like there's like many parts but, but they like didn't it's explain. a commercial they should say what they're advertising there was two and it was just like stars <clears throat> on mars and i'm like okay and then there was an ad for something called relaxium and mike huckabee was in it and some fucking country music star and he's like larry I'm so glad you told me all about Relaxium. It helped me fall asleep the first time I took it. I need that. Oh, oh my God. I was like, I have to be on drugs right now. I have to be hallucinating all of this content. It's like too many cooks. Exactly. That's exactly what it was like. It's like you turn on Adult Swim and you're like, huh? And like nothing's real. None of this is real. But okay. So it in fact was real and it was just more of the movie after that. (laughs) I'm fine. Despite (laughs) all signs pointing otherwise. Oh, wait. Okay. Okay. So Michael goes back to the graveyard with his knife on his cross and like Which stares like, at the mausoleum for a while. Also, the graveyard is locked suddenly. That's never been a problem before. No, not at all. Um, But so he breaks a window in the mausoleum to sneak in and he hears like a thudding noise. So he hides in a coffin, which I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Don't fucking do that. And then there's like some fucking guy. Who is this? They're in like I have the big. No idea. They're in the big like white marble room with all the like coffin holders in the wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> that can't be what you call that. I was and saying it's a mausoleum, then... but I don't think it is. And then there's a big silver ball flying through the air. Oh <laughs> and this guy, whoever the fuck he is, he like stands in front of Michael. And he puts him in a chokehold. Yeah. And so the ball hits this guy in the face. And it's got little knives poking out. It's got little knives poking out. And then a drill comes out of like the middle of the ball yep. and just like drills into his fucking head. And there was like You're a, like so a, like a blowhole, like a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Blood is just like pouring out of this ball. Huh? I love that thing what the what? fuck was that I, so also <laughs> this hat man is somehow related to the tall man but it doesn't matter because he's fucking dead now that thing pencil sharpened him to death this is what made me laugh so hard so the dead bodies lay in there michael's like wow interesting um and then the tall man appears and <laughs> michael stands up looks at the tall guy and goes um <laughs> He goes, um, oh shit. He just yells, um, so loudly. (laughs) He goes, um. (laughs) But here's the thing. So they both like walk really slowly towards each other. And then all of a sudden Mike makes like a little fucking break for it. It's so stupid. Um, (laughs) it's going to get weirder though. Oh, yeah, okay. So Tall Man is, like, chasing him through the mausoleum. He runs into some side fucking room, slams the door behind him, slams the Tall Man's hand in the door, and his little fingers are, like, sticking out. <laughs> he's just, like, he's, like, patting around, like, boop, 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 boop. So and Michael, like, oh, let me get that for you. And what does he do? So Michael cuts his fingers off, and this, like, yellow-orange goop gushes out of the finger holes mustard finger mustard like i just mustard it's that's mustard to me now it's like watery mustard um so now suddenly two jawas are chasing them 
I don't know how, but they do. And then it cuts to him asleep on the stairs with like his knife in his lap and this little box. And this box <laughs> is wiggling. Box full of fingers and holding a shotgun. Just like yeah, asleep. Oh my God. Jody comes down the stairs and he's like, hmm, my brother is on the staircase with a loaded shotgun. Let me like <laughs> unload it. <laughs> Not no. by shooting it, but by like taking the rounds out. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I can't wait for Jody to see this shit. And then he doesn't react like at all. He's just like, uh, that's it. Yeah. He's like, um, okay. Um, so he's like unloading like the magazines or whatever the fuck that shit is called. And the like clicking sounds wake, uh, Michael up and he's like, I got to tell you something. And then it transitions outside <laughs> and he goes, and it's in that box. <laughs> and so <laughs> Jody opens the box and he goes, Okay, I believe you. <laughs> That's all it mustard takes. fingers wiggling around in there. I mean, like, yeah, what else do you do? <laughs> Jump in the line, rock your body on time. Okay, I believe you. Exactly. Um, so he's like, hey, I was spying on that funeral, and I saw this fucking guy pick up at the coffin in broad daylight, and y'all didn't do shit about it. And he's like, yeah, good point. Let's go to the fucking cops about this. Mm-hmm. With what? Your mustard finger? Come on now. Yeah. Hello, police. I cut someone's fingers off. <laughs> and that shit was yellow in there. But don't worry. They're not going to be able to do that. Oh, my God. Okay. So. Michael goes upstairs to his bedroom and the finger box has like stopped wriggling around. And he's Uh like, hmm, that's weird. So he opens the finger box and like, I don't know how to describe this. It's like a fuzzy giant fly thing. It's like a little bat bug. It's got sharp teeth. Yeah. I don't know. And it fucking flies out of the box. So like the fingers turned into a creature it would seem, and now they're flying out of the box at Michael, and I'm laying down now. <laughs> and it gets in his hair like a bat would. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That was scary. Um, and then he, like, traps it in a bag. And, oh, my God, these guys are doing amazing <laughs> object work. It's they're crazy. Like, Michael struggling down the stairs yeah, with Michael's this fucking bat so thing. <laughs> Michael's fighting so hard to keep it in there. He, like, slams into the doorway. Oh, my God. They're, like, knocking the phone off the wall. They're knocking, like, banisters off the staircase. Oh, my God. I didn't even see that. They, like, break one of the things. Banister things. I don't have stairs. I don't know what they're called. (laughs) I do have Um, stairs. That was a lie. No, I know what you mean. (laughs) Um, And they're, like, we're going to put it in the garbage disposal. And I said, why? That's your evidence, guys. But whatever. I get it. I guess it's trying to kill you. So they jam it down there. Um, and then Reg shows up. He's like, hey, guys, what's going on? Here. Reggie's here and he's talking so much. He speaks like a beat poet. He's like, <laughs> hey, Michael, you want to come out in the truck with me today? The ice cream will be flying fast and furious and you're real good at crowd control. What are you saying? Implying he says something about kids getting out of school. So that means school is happening. Why isn't Michael in school? He's 13. Yeah. I go what does he do all day? Follows Jody around. Yeah. How um, old is Jody? Oh my god. 
I could not tell you a single thing about any of these people, <laughs> except that Reg is my lawfully wedded husband. Yeah, he's here. They're really playing fast and loose, shoving their hands in the garbage disposal <laughs> because the creature like flies out of the sink again, and so they have to, like <laughs> shove it back down. Yeah, they're like jamming it in there with a stick or something. I wouldn't like put my hand in a garbage disposal, but that's just me. No, I agree with you. Um, so they're smacking that thing in there, and Reg is like. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Smash cut. Jody is handing a loaded gun to Mike. <laughs> they have so many firearms in this There's house. Like eight guns in that goddamn house. It's really he's like, okay, look at all these guns. You stay here. Don't follow me. I'm going to the graveyard. Yeah, don't follow me. That's really good job. That's gonna work. That's all he ever does. It's weird. You'd have to like padlock this kid down, like to stop him from following you. You know that too. He's such a freakazoid. And he's also like, he's like, don't point a gun at a man unless you intend to shoot him. And don't shoot unless you intend to kill him. Warning <laughs> shots are bullshit. And I'm like, hey, did you know your brother's 13? All right. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so Jody goes, I guess he goes to the fucking mausoleum house. He goes to yeah. the morning side house. He gets attacked by a Jawa and he has this little handgun and he like brings it out and up over his head, like at the most improbable angle, blasts <laughs> this fucking thing off him. It's like crunching on him. It bites him. Yeah. Except I guess it doesn't because nothing comes of that. Like you literally hear it biting his neck and I'm like, surely that's a problem. It's not. Yeah. It, like it doesn't bite him somehow. <laughs> so now he's like standing in the road. Is that true? Yeah, there's like a car coming after him and he's firing at the car. But then it seems like Michael is driving the car and he's like, get in. This was so confusing. So Michael's driving the car that was approaching him. So he gets into that car. But then there's another car behind nobody's them. driving it. I wrote my notes. I don't care. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't matter. There's like a little like shoot, shoot out car chase. Um... And Jody's like shooting the heck out of this car behind them, but he's like mm -hmm. firing at the windshield and nothing seems to be driving it. So like, what is the point? Yeah, but it also, must... how did he not kill Michael by accident? I guess he's a terrible shot, but him <laughs> shooting at the ghost car must do something because then it crashes into a tree. So that's good for them. My question is, what is their game plan here? Oh my God, I do not know. Even what a are they bit. trying to do? He's like, I'm going to the mausoleum to do what? You'll never know. <laughs> like, what's to the fuck? plan? Literally, he's like, I need to find that girl in the purple dress. I'm going to go shoot some people. What happened? So instead of driving away from, like, this near car accident, they're like, we're going to go check that shit out. And thank God they do, because it's really important, except not really a lot <laughs> exactly. at all. So they go in there, and um, there's a Jawa driving the thing. And it's like, oh, that's why they couldn't see, because he's so short. <laughs> but they open the little hood, and it's fucking Tommy in there, and he's bleeding mustard everywhere. He's got the goop. So Jody goes to a telephone booth and calls Reg and he's like, bring your truck. <laughs> my next note just says, who is Myrtle? <laughs> oh my God. Well, also, first of all, they yank um, Jawa Tommy out of the truck and Reg is like, you didn't tell me it was Tommy. Warn him. That's like yeah. his best friend. But then they're like, they're shrinking the bodies to half size yeah, because it's short and Tommy was tall. I don't know. 
were we supposed to notice that Tommy was half the size from the two seconds we saw him at the beginning of the movie? I didn't <laughs> notice him being tiny. Yeah, it's so silly. They just say that. I'm like, you can't just say things. <laughs> also, they like, so they shove Tommy's like tiny body into the freezer of the ice cream truck. And Reg fucking goes, now nah, this guy isn't going to leak all over my ice cream, is he? Reg, yes, he is. There's a dead yeah, body full of yellow goo in your ice cream. It's going to get on the ice cream, man. He's going to leak. He's leaking. So, like, it seems like Reg lives with them because they go home and this lady Myrtle pops out of nowhere and she's like, you boys home yet? And he's like, oh, you almost gave me a coronary. Who we is never she? see her again. She was in, like, a nurse's unit. Like, who is I she? I don't know. Where did she come from? Like, I think she's Myrtle. like their housekeeper, but we've never seen her before. And we literally never see that. her again. <laughs> like, oh, this is an hour into the movie. <laughs> like, it's literally just there for a jump scare that doesn't work. It was so, it was like a jump scare. But then I was just like more occupied. Like, where are we? Who is that? What's going on? Like, I wasn't even scared. I was oh, just absolutely. mad. You're just like, huh? <laughs> so God, what next? Oh, Okay. Um, Michael is concerned that their parents are going to get shrunken and turned into little Jawas because they're buried at that cemetery. Again, nothing really comes of that. It's just something he says. Yeah. Reg is all of a sudden like, we're going to kill that fucking guy. We're going to destroy his shit. I'm like, okay, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So they devise another plan. The plan is always just Jody's going to go to the mausoleum and shoot stuff. And it's Mike the is only plan. Be in a locked room. But he goes, I want to keep Mike safe. Reggie, take him to the antique store. <laughs> what? Antique store? Who is Sally? What is going on? We Why can't. Is the antique store open this late. We can't just say things. We can't just say, I need to keep you safe. Take him to the antique store. What? What? Also, Reg is in his ice cream uniform when he comes. So is every business just open in the middle of the night? It's just a, it's a city that never sleeps. It's New York City. It's so true. <laughs> They're in Crime Town, USA. I hate this movie. <laughs> so they bring him to the antique store. And Sally, who we've never met before, like, she could be Jody's girlfriend. No. Nope. Just like their girlfriend. friend. Anybody. They, she's never, again, she's never been mentioned before. Well, it's Sally and Sue. There's like two girls. Yeah, who the fuck is that? I oh don't my know. God. They're literally just here to like die in a few minutes is all they're yeah. here for. So also though, Sally's like, oh, if you get tired, Mike, if I have a bed in the back, you what? What kind of a place is this? <laughs> I could not tell you at all. She like lives what in there. What kind of a place is this? <laughs> So, oh, but thank God he's at the antique store because he finds an antique picture of the tall man and then he pennywises him and like moves in the picture. Yeah, yeah. And so then Michael and he's freaks at Morningside out. in the picture. He's like driving a little horse hearse. I can't fathom the significance of this. He sees this picture. He's like, I need to go. You need to take me home right now. I know. Like Jody's not home. Nobody's home. I do not get this movie. What happened? Okay, literally, Mike out loud says to these two adult women, he's Maybe. Like, take me home right now. And they're like, what are you talking about? He goes, no questions. You must take me home. Why? No, you're know. a child. Shut up. I have no fucking idea. Drive yourself. You know how. Yeah, also true. <sighs> um, so Reg is driving the ice cream truck somewhere, I guess. Um, and Tommy's banging around back in there. Oh, yeah. And then I think that's literally it. I think we yeah. cut back to Jody at home taking a nap. 
Jody has a mausoleum tall man nightmare. Yeah. It's like very similar to Michael's <laughs> dream. The tall man's there and then two bodies pop. Two bodies bust out of shit wood. <laughs> and they grab him and he wakes up. We've reached a point in the movie where things that already happened in the movie just happen again, but like two different people or different vehicles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just the same thing over and over again until the movie's over. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, sorry. I just had like a revelation because it's literally just like Jody goes to the mausoleum and shoots some stuff. Then they go home. A car crashes into something and explodes. Michael kicks out the window of something. Someone falls asleep and has a nightmare. Jody goes to the mausoleum, comes home. A car crashes. Someone has a nightmare. It's just like those events happening over and over again until the movie's over. This is insane. No, this is the most batshit thing I've ever seen. Just don't make a movie at this point. if You don't have (laughs) enough ideas. Like, make an impressionist painting. What are you doing? This is so... It's like that episode of BoJack where he's like, what if it's not a movie at all? What if it's like a bi-monthly subscription gift basket instead? Like, that's what this feels like. You're so right. I would subscribe to that... Biz- that bl- 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 I would subscribe to that gift basket in a fucking second. And they're like, is it the bi-monthly that's twice a month or every two months? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, okay... Mike's like, stay in the car. Again, these are adults. You are a baby. 13. I'll keep saying it. He is 13. No, you're so right. Everything switches. Sorry. So he gets out of the car and he's like investigating. He's jumping up on that thing. Don't get into or on top of a crashed car. Are you kidding? It's like his jungle gym. He's all over that thing. He really is. So he doesn't see anything in there. And then he gets back out and there's like mustard dripping out of the freezer because the lock (laughs) is broken and Tommy's gone. No shit. Yep. Um, and then, like, they're in the car, and something's, like, slapping on the side of the car door. <laughs> and Mike's like, don't open the door. And the girl's like, I'm opening the door. And then Jawas <laughs> leap into the car, and they're, like, beating the shit out of everybody. And For a then, while. Yeah, a long time. And then, like, someone starts the car. It's probably a Jawa. And then, like, Michael goes flying out the rear window. <laughs> Like onto the street and he's like conked out and then like Jody wakes up and then Michael's passed out on the street. But yep. then he gets home and he grabs a beer and he like <laughs> slugs a beer and then he's like, so um, Sally and Susie and Reg are all dead. All of your friends remaining dead. Yeah, every friend you have. except Everyone Colby. you know except for me is dead. So Jody's like, this sounds like a great time to lock you in your room, <laughs> highlighting the issue of how he has abandonment issues. He's like, don't leave me. And he's like, I'm leaving you. Well, first, like he sits Mike down on his lap, which is hilarious. Like he's Aww. sitting on his knee, but then he like sweet. picks him up over his shoulder and like, <laughs> Shit, carries him he? up the stairs. Yeah, that's funny. He's like, you're going to your room. So he like throws him in his bedroom, <laughs> closes the door and locks it by like shoving a screwdriver between the door oh, and the wall. That's what that came from. I was taking notes, I think, so I didn't see. Because I'm like, how are you going to lock him in from the outside? That's not how like bedroom door locks work. But yeah, he just shoves a screwdriver in between the door and the wall and that locks it. I don't know what I was taking notes on that I missed that. But yep. I don't know how the fuck that worked. my notes just say what's he doing i'm bored (laughs) (laughs) what's he building in there he is he's just like tinkering around in his room for like five silent minutes (laughs) well he like macgyver's like a homemade bomb he like he blows up the door (laughs) he literally blows a little hole in the door with like a rifle 
like you know thingy and he sticks a push pin in it and then he whacks it with a hammer and it blows a perfect little arm sized hole in the door and then he <laughs> sticks his hand through and he rips out the screwdriver and he opens the door um and then he finds another handgun huh there's so many guns in this house this is there's not like, safe and they're all on like the hearth put them and somewhere only children living here <laughs> i mean literally um so he's about to bust out but then he opens the door and the tall man is there and he's like <laughs> i've been waiting for you he like grabs him by the scruff of the neck it seems like yeah <laughs> and, like picks him up with one hand and tosses him into the hearse he like holds up his hand like a little robot and then like smacks it out like he looks like a fucking robot but yeah he throws yeah. him in the back of the hearse and they're driving yeah and so then michael like kicks and shoots out the back window and tumbles out the back of the hearse and i'm like we literally just saw the same thing happen it's just the same things happening over and over again he's sliding out the back window of a car into the road and then what happens the hearse hits a pole and explodes so much like fiery huge explosion i was laughing so hard it's so funny it's really funny so then Mike's like, I guess I got to go into the mausoleum now because he has conveniently been driven directly to the mausoleum. Of course. Um, oh, this is so funny. So they've like determined somehow they have to go and like grave rob their parents so they don't turn into Jawas, I think. Like how you mentioned like for two seconds an hour ago. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, so Jody like busts out the coffin and he starts to open it, but he like can't bear to look. So he closes his little eyes. And then he closes the lid and he's like, he's got to be in there. I have to say something. Please. Is he in there? Can we get him out? Sorry. I'm not speaking to you. No, this I'm sorry. I, like, just, I just realized it as we were discussing getting your dad's corpse out of a coffin. Oh, I'm like, so wait right. a minute. So, okay. Um... It was a less sad version of that. <laughs> yeah. So Jody is gone now. He looks in the coffin, but now he's gone. And then Michael runs inside the mausoleum and he opens the coffin and it's empty and he screams. And then the knife sphere is back. <laughs> and this time it's flying at Michael, even though it saved Michael's life last time. It doesn't like him anymore. This ball has no loyalty. No. <laughs> but then Jody blows that shit away. Oh, yeah. Jody appears with a gun and shoots it. And then Reggie is here. He's like, I hid in a casket. Don't worry. I found Sue and Sally, our best friends, too. I found them and I told them how to get out of a window and they ran away. So they're fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. (laughs) And he's like, there were also some other girls in here. What? What? Like, what? What? Absolutely what? Also, Mike, like, is about to tell Jody their dad wasn't in the coffin, but then he, like, doesn't have the heart to. I'm like, you're the little brother. Tell him. He's like, never mind. That's important information. You would think it's not because it doesn't come back really at all or ever. But also, like, if you had a dead parent and then you, for some reason, had the opportunity to open their coffin and they were gone, tell your big brother. (laughs) Tell someone. You want to see how excited I was that Reggie came back? (laughs) I wrote it I wrote, in all caps. I wrote, uh, Reggie is here? Yes. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. It's like, okay, great. I, li- I wrote, okay, cool. <laughs> Do you want to hear my hot take? Yeah. Reggie is a Christ figure. Let's go. <laughs> he was resurrected. He was. And on the third day. Okay, so Reggie was hiding in a casket. Um, 
okay so they go to the spooky door where that girl screamed before and it's got all these like ceramic heads above the door (laughs) yeah they walk up to the scary scary door because they're like we might as well i think that is literally the conversation they have yep what Um, else is there to do here we have no plan and they open the door and there's just a bunch of plastic barrels in there i love the hobbit I just realized why they had to have their jam session. Why? Because earlier when they have their jam session, fucking Reggie whips out a tuning fork and he whacks the tuning fork and it's going and going and it closed like the camera zooms in on the tuning fork and then he stops the tuning fork from vibrating by like putting a finger on each little prong. And I was like, that was weird. That's going to have to come back. Why the fuck did they do that? No, because he just escapes the portal and closes the door and the portal still going. I have an ex- I have well okay so yes you are entirely <laughs> correct but there's a minute where it doesn't it he does stop it it just starts again I don't know why would they do that I could not tell you <laughs> um so okay so there's this room full of plastic barrels and then in the corner there's two metal poles and I said like the fucking tuning fork yeah because there's like this like drone it's like mm-hmm. going on the whole time <laughs> And uh, Riley, would you care to elaborate on I Love the Hobbit? <laughs> because they got a bunch of the little creatures that they call dwarves are inside of these barrels. That's like where they put them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like when they go down the river? Yeah. Yeah. Holy like shit. in the Hobbit when they go like down the, the river Hobbit. in the barrels. In the barrels. I saw someone on Etsy made like a little garland of all the hobbits in the barrels. And uh, it was very cute. I that's the only it. part of the movie that I like. <laughs> that's so fair. The rest of it is so wild. Okay, so um, they're like, oh, shit, there's Jawas in there. And then, okay, Michael is near the poles, and he, like, accidentally lets it, he, like, kind of puts his hand between them, and he's like, ooh, that felt weird. And then he flashes back to the hand box, Mm -hmm. and he hears the girl going, don't fear. So he's, like, looking a little closer, and then he just gets sucked right in there to Red Sky Jawa land. It's like hell or something i don't understand we're supposed to be looking at oh i have no clue all we see is like the dwarf creatures like in a line like walking into like the red sky and they're like passing shit around i thought they were on like a chain gang i don't know it's so unclear what's going on but reg and jody i keep wanting to say jordy because i have a friend named jordy and jody is not a name of anyone i know (laughs) right no no that's real but Reg and Jody pull him out and he is like, they're slaves. They have to crush them because of gravity and heat. And I said, fucking what? That's the door to their planet. He says, what the fuck is going on? What are you saying? I have no idea. They have to crush them because of gravity and heat. And Reggie's like, yeah. And Michael's like, yeah. What? They're like, if we just say yeah a lot, everyone has to believe us. And then all the lights go out. Yeah, and then, like, the humming stops, and Michael's like, I have a lighter, which we did Why? see as he put it down <laughs> on the ledge of the casket. I have no clue. He was like, maybe arson. I don't know. We'll find out. F- fucking uh, Jody's like, oh, great. Turn the lighter on. So he flicks the lighter on as if that's going to provide enough light to get out of there. And then a Jawa jumps at him. And then, like, Mike is, or no, he jumps at Mike. And then Jody's like, come on, guys, let's get out of here. There's a door. It's pitch dark. A Jawa just leapt at your brother. And, like, they all end up getting separated because no fucking shit. 
yeah, Mike is God knows where. Jody is looking for Mike. So Reggie is alone in the room and he's like fucking with the portal. And then like, he, like goes to tuning fork. Stop it. Cause he has a little flashbacks. He puts his hands on top of the poles and outside the sex lady is about to kill Jody. But then, well, I'm sorry. I'm so hype about no, this. Keep going. It doesn't make any sense. Reggie puts his hands on like the floor metal beams, like the tuning fork fl- on the floor and the vibrations stop. And then the sex lady's like, <gasps> and then she doesn't kill him. Um, but then it's, it's suddenly this, means that all of the Jawas in the barrels are getting sucked into the portal. I don't know why, but yes, they are. He, like, fucks with the portal, and it makes, like, a vortex. Everything's getting sucked in. There's a storm happening outside. He, like, army crawls out of the room. He manages to get out of the room and, like, shut the door behind him, so he avoids getting sucked into the portal. He goes outside, finds Purple Girl again. She promptly stabs him, and he dies. So we think, well, no, he does die. This time he dies. Yeah, he gets super stabbed in the blue. We see him bleeding out and shit. Yeah. Um, and I like, I'm like, oh, he died so they could live. God is an ice cream man. <laughs> right. Okay, so Michael and J- and Jody are like looking for him and then they see him and he's dead. And Michael's like, we got to get him. And he's like, no, you can't help him. He's dead. Mm-hmm. So they go to run away. And the house like, rainbow phases out into nothing yeah the mausoleum disappears i don't know why and then they go home (laughs) and jody's like there's this fucking mine shaft and it's a thousand feet deep they keep another thing that just happens over and over again in this movie they're like don't worry here's a place that we've never mentioned before that you didn't (laughs) know existed and here's what's gonna solve everything i'm like you can't just say shit you gotta set it up Deus Ex Antique Store, Deus Ex Minefield, or Minefield. I wish. Mineshaft. I know, right? So Jody and Mike come up with a plan. They're like, oh, bummer, our friend is dead. Okay. <laughs> Let's come up with a plan. And that is to trap the tall man in this mine shaft that everyone knows about. And then <laughs> cause an avalanche and bury him in. And that will trap him. And I just wonder... What makes you think that will work? And like how you propose to get him down into this mine shaft? Yeah, Jody's like, I'll go disguise the entrance. And I'm like, okay, what What the fuck is going on? So essential part of the plan is that Michael's going to stay at home. To which I said, when has he (laughs) ever done that? Never once. But it doesn't matter because the tall man is there to smash through the window. He punches through Mike's window and he's like having a giggle about it. And then he goes, boy. (laughs) He's like, you play a good game, boy, but now it's time to die. And then there's like an exciting, badass little song. I love the way he yells, boy. I like that. So good. Boy. Boy. Hark. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Mike gets chased outside. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, don't fear. And then um, the tall man makes two little gravestones pop up out of the ground. And Michael's like, ah, don't fear. I'm going to run right at them. And then he's like running into mud and then arms are grabbing at him. But he gets past them. He's fine. Yeah. And then the purple girl is here. He sees her. Nothing happens. He just runs away from her. Yeah, it looks like they're about to have a knife fight, but then they don't. <laughs> he just like looks at her for a minute, keeps running. Tall man leaps out of a bush, 
and continues chasing him. And so he's he leads the tall man to the mine shaft. We see he has expertly disguised the sign by putting a couple of leaves over it. <laughs> but I'm like, this can't have been the plan. It can't have been the plan for the tall man to punch through your window and chase you. <laughs> exactly. There's no way you knew that was going to happen. What was the plan? This can't have been it. But they act like this was the plan. (laughs) It wasn't. Yeah, got him. He falls right down in there. And then the rock avalanche (sighs) comes down. And Jody's like, yeah. Exactly as we planned. I'm like, no, it's not. He like double fist pumps in the air. And then it's like, oh, okay, movie over. Except no, it's not. And then Mike wakes up in bed. I said, oh, tell me this wasn't all a nightmare. And it fucking was. Which is like the only way it makes sense that any of these things happened is because right. it's like dream logic, but also that's so fucking lame. I was like about to be annoyed, but then he goes downstairs and he sits in front of the fire with Reg, who looks older and his ponytail is shorter. I think that's just what he like, looks like. I think, <laughs> I think he just looks, looks like. old. He just looks old. He looked older to me. I don't know. Like, I'm sure no time has passed or anything. But because I was like, oh, it's all a nightmare. But then like they keep going and he's like, Oh, because the tall man got my parents and then he got Jody and now he's coming after me. And Reg is like, no, like, honey, Jody died in a car wreck. And I was like, whoa, I said fucking when, because (laughs) I I didn't like make the leap that the whole movie was a dream. I was like, oh, he woke up from a nightmare. And I thought sometime in between the avalanche to trap the tall man oh. and him waking up from the dream, Jody got killed in a car accident off screen. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? That would be really fucking funny. <laughs> I was so confused. But then I said, oh, the whole thing was a dream. Boo. <laughs> That's so um, lame. We see Mike like drive up to Jody's grave um, and he's sitting there in front of so the fire. Dumb. And Reg is like, Mike, like, I know you're like crushed but you're not alone i'm gonna take care of you like is he like, his guardian wow. now who's in yes. charge of this little boy what the how old is reggie how old is he he's ageless he's been around <laughs> since the dawn of time he's the best and i love him i was so i had so many fucking questions he's like i can never replace jody but i'm gonna try and like do my best like we need to get out of here we're gonna take a road trip like you need a change of scenery I'm like, I'm in love with this man. He's a good dad. I love him. (laughs) No, I believe it. I just couldn't like fathom what was going on enough. It makes no fucking sense. And then he's playing his guitar. (laughs) Hilariously, he's playing the guitar and humming like while the score is still going. So it sounds so weird and loud and confusing. I I just. uh, (laughs) Okay. So Michael goes up into his room to like pack a little bag. They're going to leave in the morning for their like grief road trip. And he pulls out a picture of Jody with his guitar and his Rolling Stones t-shirt. Oh my. And like a puppy. Whose dog is that? I know. Whose dog is that? (laughs) Is that Myrtle? Whose dog is that? (laughs) It's Myrtle. (laughs) Um, And then like. He's in the bed. He's in the bedroom packing things up, and then he like closes his closet door, and you can see the tall man in the mirror. And you're like, oh shit! Oh shit! And then he grabs Michael from inside the mirror and yanks him back into the mirror, and then the credits roll. And I was thrilled. <laughs> I know it doesn't make any fucking sense, but I was so hype about it. That's the end. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, final thoughts.
thoughts on Phantasm, Tara? I'm so, I loved it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm really glad you liked it. I just couldn't, for the life of me, discern any of it. <laughs> it's completely incoherent. It is an incoherent film. That's like, I know I said I hated it, but I don't even know if I hated it. I just like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, uh, uh-huh. oh. no, it's nonsense. <laughs> I think if I had to watch this in multiple parts, I would have jumped off a building. Though. I was just so frustrated every time I had to like press play. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, it's utter nonsense. It's nonsense. It's just so campy. Ugh. Yeah. There is a world in which I enjoy this movie. It just wasn't that's under okay. the circumstances in which I watched it today. And that's so, I mean like I worked at a children's book fair today. I had a good day. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like literally, I haven't stopped doing shit all day yeah. like all day i've had to like do stuff i don't want to do not that this is something i don't want to do but like no, all day but- i've had like i've had obligations right. from like 8 a.m until i'm not done yet i still have to make dinner and like take a shower no that's fucking horrific <laughs> and i'm annoyed and this movie annoyed me of course i think that is an extremely fair thing <sighs> anyway <laughs> Um, so what do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the 25th scariest movie moment of all time? Like flying a knife ball, right? It's not. That's mine. But that was not what they said. Is it tall man in the mirror? Nope. What is it? It's one of the nightmares. It's the one in which Mike wakes up and like tall man is standing over his bed and like Uh, the zombies grab him. Zombie parents. That's pretty cool. That's it. Not scarier than seven, but it was cool. Um, Rob Zombie loves this movie because it reminds him of his childhood. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, yeah, there was like a graveyard that looked like that where I grew up and like a big mausoleum like that. So I liked it. Aw. Um, Eli Roth is like Ugh. most of the segment. And he, he literally, it's like Rob Zombie being like, yeah, this reminded me of my childhood. And here's why. And then it's Eli Roth being like, this reminded me of my childhood. And I'm like, get oh, your own idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so annoying. Um, and Angus Scrim, the tall man himself, is in this segment. What? And he's like, oh, I quite like that scare. He's British <laughs> or something. And he's Aww. like, it's a real shocker, he says. <laughs> I love him. Uh, but that was just a lot of Eli Roth, and I tuned out. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, I love Angus Scrim. I know, he seems so lovely. King. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Aw. Yay. That was the movie. That's the movie. Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. I'm scared. What movie (laughs) are we going to watch next week? Next week, we're watching a movie from the year 1977, directed by Dario Argento, Uh, called Suspiria. Yo! (laughs) I'm excited. I love this movie. Similarly incoherent, but in a way that doesn't piss me off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's so exciting. I'm quite excited. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Suspiria, I'll read the synopsis. It's kind of long, so here I go. Yeah. Susie travels to Germany to attend ballet school. When she arrives late on a stormy night, no one lets her in, and she sees another student fleeing from the school. When that student reaches her apartment, she is murdered. The next day, Susie is admitted to her new school, but has a difficult time setting in. She hears noises and often feels ill. As more people die, Susie uncovers the terrifying secret history of this place. Suspiria. The remake is like the first thing I saw Mia Gotha in, I think. Probably me too. 
Ugh. I can't think of what I would have seen before that. Cause I didn't see Man. a cure for wellness until recently. Oh yeah. Her horror phonography, dude. She's so good. She's the best. I love her. Ah, that's fun. I love old Suspiria. I love new Suspiria. Me Obviously, too. I'm not watching new Suspiria, but <gasps> dude, uh, this will so be another exciting. one of, so this thing happens and then these things are going on and yeah, then this, yeah. it's going to be incoherent, but I won't be grumpy. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ah, oh, dude, that's so exciting. Well, if you want to keep up with us, which you should, you can check us out on social media at Fright Your Life on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also follow Riley and I on our individual Twitters at Riley Cassidy one and at Tara Elwood. And you can join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your life. life. Woo. Slay. Woohoo. Slay, mama. <laughs>